Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Real Estate Investing Foundation with Jason and Peely. Today, we have all the way from Shanghai, China, Chris and Lauren Cranford. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thanks good, for having us. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. good morning. So, yes, we're actually on nighttime here in New Jersey and morning time in uh, Shanghai. So, so we really appreciate you guys getting up so early to be on the show. And a little background about Chris and Lauren. Uh, they were both, uh, both born and raised in Texas. Chris is from Spur and Lauren from Austin. And they both graduated from Texas Tech University and basically lived in Texas until 2015 when they decided to accept an adventure and move across the world to Shanghai, China for Chris's corporate role with a major hotel chain. And even though Chris and Lauren currently live so far away, Lubbock still holds a special place in their heart and their amazing team in the market has enabled them to purchase real estate investments all the way from China. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Chris and Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on with us. And well, let's just dive right in. You talk about investing from afar. Well, well, how did you first jump into real estate investing? So we first decided that we wanted to look for a way um, to plan for our future. And naturally, real estate was the avenue that we chose based on my background in commercial real estate and Chris's background with his work. So once we were pretty clear on that, we just dove into self-educating and just tried to learn as much as we could. And um, then from there, we decided on a market. And once we decided on the market and had what we felt all of our ducks in a row, we just kind of went running with it and um, asked our team to start bringing us deals. And it just started from there and has really gone fast since we haven't looked back. So we know you guys, so we know there's a little bit more to the story. We know how <laughs> we'll say, uh, we'll say strategic, uh, Chris and yourself are. And I believe Chris, you actually went through a program where you dived into every different type of investment and you kept coming back to real estate. Would you give us a little more guidance on, on what really stood out about real estate compared to other investments? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've got to admit, I'm kind of a uh, nerd when it comes to personal finance. <laughs> nice. And so I actually found a, uh, an online course that um, talked about all the different uh, vehicles for investments. And it actually compared everything out. And, um, you know, really, whenever you kind of weighed everything out, real estate really did stand out as the, the one thing that could really generate passive income uh, quickly. And so, you know, given Warren's background and, and my background, it just seemed like it was the obvious choice to jump into. So then shortly after that, I took that course. <clears throat> I think I read more than 20 different books about <laughs> real estate. Um, and it, it, it really kind of turned into a fun hobby. Um, and things just really kind of took off from there. We had, we had zero, zero life. <laughs> outside, outside of work, we were just, uh, every time we had free moments on the weekend or in the evenings, we truly were just all in. So we went a bit extreme, but it got us to where we are today. So, so that is that is awesome to hear going all in from the very beginning. 
And what was it? What was the moment where you guys took that first action to go after a property? And do you remember what that first property was? Yeah. So we actually, you know, one thing that I will say, we did treat it like a business from day one and you guys know our personality. And so we created a true business plan before um, we got started. And what we did is we sent that out to kind of our inner circle of people. And that was, you know, um, friends, family, bankers, our CPA, attorney. And we just said, hey guys, here's, here's where we're at. Here's where we wanna be. Here's our goals. Um, if you have any advice, any input, we would love to hear what you have to say. If you have any contacts that you know of that uh, you'd be willing to put us in touch with, um, we would be grateful for that as well. So that's kind of how we started. And then um, we, Lubbock was the obvious choice for us because we already had relationships there, good, solid ones, people that we trusted and who happened to be great in the business as well. And we also loved the market. Um, so once we kind of sent them our criteria, which was in our business plan, then that's when they started sending us houses and our first house was it's crazy how the market changes so fast but um so this was in december of 2016 is when we closed and it was purchase price was 93,000 we put 12,000 into it and it rented for 1,250 a month um so it was a great experience and is still a really great little house for us so so let's talk a little bit about that. And I, I guess in terms of your criteria, what was the criteria you were sending out? And before we even jump on that, you're sending out all these letters to basically your network. What kind of response was that generating? So it, it was good. I mean, everyone that we knew, like I said, it was our inner circle. So we know these people personally and through, you know, work relationships as well. But for the most part, well, no, everybody had great, positive response. Um, and in fact, that's how we learned. So one of our contacts was the um, head of the trust department of a bank. And we had a relationship with him through some other business, non-real estate related, and come to find out him and his wife own 12, at that time, 12 rental homes in Lubbock. And we didn't even know that at the time. So that was huge. And then um, a couple others as well, you know, they were longtime Lubbock contacts who, whether it was them or family or friends, they had actually quite a bit of knowledge about the real estate investment industry. So we were pleasantly surprised with um, the responses that we got and just the quick connections that that led to. Sure. And in terms of your criteria, Chris, what, what was the criteria that, that you guys were targeting for your investment properties and how did you hone in on that criteria? Yeah. So we went, went back and uh, studied it up and read a lot of books about, you know, what the, the criteria should be. <clears throat> and so when we started out, I think we were looking for a 12% cash on cash return, um, three, three bedroom, two bath, um, and really kind of learn through, through all the self-education about how to underwrite all of those deals. And so I think the first one that we got fell in just below that. Um, but since then, we've, we've seen the numbers, the cash on cash returns come down a little bit. But the first one was, was really an incredible deal. 
The second one too. We the second buy was a duplex, and um, those numbers looked great. So, like Chris said, it was a minimum of two hundred a month in cash flow and twelve percent cash on cash return. And we had a general uh, purchase price range. However, as I said, like with the second one, we didn't want to. I think we had said around a hundred thousand, but we didn't want to limit ourselves as well. If say a duplex or a fourplex came along and the numbers worked, we didn't want to rule that out. So we focused more on the returns rather than the purchase price. This is all amazing, amazing advice. You guys started off your business with a business plan, went to your sphere of influence and knew exactly what you wanted and targeted that market with specific details as to what you wanted. Everybody that's listening out there, you need to follow that strategy. And that's just, that's amazing advice for anybody that's beginning. And that show the reward of that structure. So let's fast forward now exactly. some 18 months. And what is your current business model look like in your portfolio? So we currently have um, eight homes under our belt and we purchased those all within 11 months. And then um, currently, as you guys know, we're under contract and closing in two weeks on a 21 unit portfolio. And uh, just to kind of go back to how important your people are, um, that deal came to us originally as a 92 uh, house portfolio um, off market. And it was from us, our property manager, who we check in with often, um, but it kind of shows the importance of communication, always you know, telling people what you want and what your goals are. We had literally had our kind of weekly call with him and said, all right, here's our new goals, here's what we want, and no joke, the next day he calls us up and he says, hey guys, what about a 92 portfolio? Is that too big? <laughs> so we were nope. like, You've got to be kidding. So um, yeah, just visualizing what you want. And it's really amazing how how that really does work as, as corny as that might sound. But Yeah, communication throughout this whole thing has really been key. And, and our property manager, just to go back a couple of steps, whenever we sent out our original business plan, he wasn't a property manager. He worked at a bank actually. And he found that real estate was really his passion. And then just since the time we had sent that out, he had peeled off and then started his own property management company. And it's been absolutely fantastic. So had we not actually sent that letter out to him and, and business plan of what we were wanting to do, we would have never known that he was going he even had in his mind that he wanted to be a property manager. Mm -hmm. That's so fantastic. That's <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so he, he had, sorry, he had a client, or he has a client that had this portfolio and had kind of, you know, crossed it past him that, Hey, I think, I think we might be ready to sell the whole portfolio or, or part of it. And so that's how the conversation started. And then um, we ended up scaling it back to um, an amount that we were comfortable with buying on our own. Um, but who knows, we, in the future are, getting more and more comfortable with the idea of using other people's money and putting together some type of partnership. So we'll see and all this from China. So let's yes. talk about that. So uh, there's a lot of fear for investing, you know, investing in another state, let alone <laughs> halfway across the world. So 
how have you been so successful setting up your teams? What have been some of the key components you've focused on? So I think, um, well, for us, we kind of learned the hard way with property management. We owned a house in Plano, Texas before moving out here and everything happened really fast when we were moving. And so, in fact, Chris moved out here a month before uh, I, me and my son did. So um, we ended up going with a property manager that just had the lowest rates, you know, met him in person quickly one time, felt okay about it. And that just turned out to be a wreck, really. We ended up spending a whole lot more money in the end than what had we had a good management company running it than we would have. So in Lubbock, we really, really focused and put a lot of, um, well, we just communicated a lot and set, set our expectations and communicated those. And so that was the first key was finding the best property manager. And then, you know, came the agents, obviously, um, and making sure the manager had a good team of, you know, the contractors and trades and all that on the ground. And then also aside from the agents and the managers, you know, I've reached out to wholesalers, um, other contacts that might have ways to come across off market deals. So I think it really just all goes back to communication and, and yes, we're, across the world. And so there, you know, right now there's a 13 hour time difference between here and Texas. And so that does, you know, bring some challenges. However, other than that, you know, it's really no different than no matter where you are, even if we lived in Lubbock, I think the communication is just as important. So as a learning lesson, what are some questions that you ask, ask today to a property management company? So, do you want to chime in? <laughs> um, I think the just some basic ones are, you know, how how do you communicate with your clients? How often? What type of information do you send? Um, how how many homes are you managing? Um, who how many people are on your team? And and who are they? What do they do? Um, you know, when a call comes in at two in the morning, how is that handled? How is an emergency situation handled? They can call you um, at two in the morning, right? Because it's four, like <laughs> two p.m. your time, so it's it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to hand those <laughs> off? <to us? laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to be taking any calls. Exactly. Um, and another one too is so when you take over a property and when you turn it over, you know, let's discuss in detail what does that look like and I think one big thing that if people aren't doing it now that I think I would highly suggest is videos and you know to do a, a walkthrough video and I think that that really helps us um, as owners uh, especially being so far away and not able to go look for ourselves but okay what does the house look like now as we're turning it over to the new tenant and then when they move out take one more video and that also alleviates any uh, chance for, you know, disruption between the tenant and the manager upon move out. So I think that's a really good thing to do. Screening tenants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just a big, that's a huge question is how do you, what's your screening process and just making sure that's very thorough. All amazing information. So looking forward, 
What significant impact is your business dealing with right now, growing your team, finding more leads? Um, and how could your business be better moving forward? Well, I think this, this last deal that we're working on, uh, actually both Lauren and I never thought would be possible just from a mindset perspective. Um, that mindset, you know, we, it'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, just a portfolio this big, you know, we've, we've obviously never gone after a loan this big. And you know what, after we actually started talking to the bank, in a lot of ways, getting this loan was a lot easier than just a mortgage. <laughs> Why <laughs> is that? Blows my mind. <laughs> well, for our listeners out there, why do you think it's actually easier for you to get uh, this larger loan for multiple homes than it is to just get a simple home mortgage? Uh, well, for when we're applying for the mortgages, I mean, there's just so much paperwork and detail that you've got to, to get across. And, you know, I mean, everything, paper trails on different transactions that have taken place. And I absolutely hate that part, that part of the process <laughs> of uh, real estate. It's something I'm working on. Um, but, you know, actually, once we started work on this portfolio deal, we have a really great relationship with our bank and you know, they know who we are. We talk to them on a regular basis. Um, and it was literally, you know, us putting together our financial statements sitting across our bios and, you know, just staying in touch with them and, you know, they got the, the loan to go through. So, you know, it, there just wasn't near the amount of scrutiny and paperwork that went into it. If you have a great relationship with the bank. <clears throat> and two, to add to the great relationship, I think, a big thing from their end is just that it's an in-house loan versus not being. So whenever you start getting into in-house loans, they, they have a lot more flexibility as, as a bank and a, and a team and a committee. So I think that also was a huge part of it as well. That's great. And so looking at what you've done so far in this last 18 months, where do you see your business growing in the next five years? Ooh, um, so I think that we'll keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, like you guys, we also, we have a lot of contacts in the field that, you know, joke with us about, come on residential, you know, time to move on up to the big, the big league <laughs> to get into multifamily or apartments or whatnot. So um, we have actually personally invested in a uh, apartment syndication deal just to kind of learn the ropes, get familiar with the process, get familiar with the structure. Um, but for us, we, we really like the residential and we're going to stick to that for now. Um, and, but we completely see ourselves, you know, when another 90 house portfolio comes along putting together a structure we feel a lot more comfortable with it now and you know the structure really wouldn't be much different as that than an apartment syndication and so yeah I think that we see ourselves just um, keep doing what we're doing but just on a larger scale awesome let's talk a little bit about that big word mindset you're <laughs> yes. you're a lot like us you are a husband and wife team your partners in crime and we get this question a lot so I'm gonna ask you this question how do you do it how do you work together and you have a beautiful child? How do you find the time for family, find the time for partnership and find the time for, for yourselves as a team? Okay. So 
it takes a lot of work to be honest. Um, and we, we can go back to time blocking is a huge thing where like you guys have taught us, <laughs> you know, starting with the most important things in your life, which is family, friends, um, and just getting those in the calendar to where, uh, you're not going to skip over those things to get, you know, to do immediate things that come up or what we might in the past have thought, no, we got to get this done. It's an emergency or it's really important. But, you know, I think whenever you keep in your mind, what really truly means the most to you in life, then, um, that's where you'll start making your daily decisions on, you know, what is most important and putting in that time. So us working as a couple with real estate, we really bring to the table different things. So that's just been really helpful. Chris, like he said, is a spreadsheet numbers guy. <laughs> and, um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I call myself a doer. I'm, I'm more task oriented, but also relationship oriented. And I love, I love talking with people, keeping in touch with people um, just keeping everything organized. And so I feel like we both bring different strengths. And then once again, it goes back to communication, right? Yep. Just, um, us checking in with each other. I mean, Chris has a full time, more than full time job and he's travels a lot and, um, it's just keeping communicating, you know, just like you would a business partner, except we're husband wife. <laughs> To build on Lauren's points, we, we really complement each other really well from a skill set perspective. You know, I don't have a lot of time at, at, at all. And so, you know, when it comes to just underwriting a deal on the weekends or, or analyzing stuff, you know, I certainly jump in and help. But Lauren is a great networker and communicator. Um, and then I do have to throw a, a special shout out to, to Trevor McGregor. He's our uh, real estate coach. Um, and he's constantly kind of pushing us from behind. And um, I remember when we had first kind of brought him on, uh, I think it was our goal to get to, to three homes that year. And then we signed him up and then we ended up at eight. So, <laughs> Trevor is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but if you uh, remember Trevor, we're back on episode 100 and I believe episode two. Yes. Oh, wow. So, he, is so. also, he is also our personal coach. Yes. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he really helped us just any time that, because uh, let's be honest, you, you do go through times where, you know, or we did at least where we went through a couple of months of feeling like we were in a rut and not knowing how to move forward, how to get the momentum going again. And so he's really been there to just push us through those challenges, let us see things in a light that we might not have come up with on our own. And um, yeah, just keep us motivated and scale faster, like Chris said, for sure. Having yeah. a great mentor and a great coach in your, in your arena, in your side of the court, it makes all the difference. It's a game changer. So we have two more questions for you and we'll, we'll let you go. And again, thank you for... <laughs> getting up on the brink of dawn. If there was steps that you could give to a new real estate investor today that's looking to just get started, what would be some piece of advice you would give them to really just take down their real estate journey? Okay. Um, I think in a broad sense, I think first is tackle the mindset piece and, you know, educate yourself, dive into, I mean, there's so much free 
education out there, whether it's, you know, books, podcasts, websites, um, you know, Investopedia, jump on there and just start reading words and learning, learning the lingo, understanding um, the business. And then I think once you get past the mindset of believing, because it's true, everyone is capable of doing this. Everyone has what it takes. They have it in them. Um, so once you believe that, then just focusing on, okay, what area of real estate there's so, I, you know, in the beginning that was for me, that was quite overwhelming because coming from commercial background and then learning all about residential, okay, do we want to be flippers? Well, that didn't really make sense for us being in China. You know, do we want to, there's so many different routes. So I think deciding on what's going to be for you and sticking to that. And then, um, and then, yeah, I mean, just start networking and putting yourself out there, start talking, just telling people what you want. And the more and more that you talk and, you know, even put yourself in uncomfortable situations, then things just start coming your way. So, and then the second piece would just be doing the more, I guess, tactical work of it. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I would add one more piece and that's, you know, ask yourself why you're actually doing it. Oh yeah, that. of course. Because, you know, and you've got to stay committed to that reason of why you're actually growing a, a real estate portfolio because mm -hmm. inevitably you will run into roadblocks and the people that are successful smash through those roadblocks, roadblocks because they're committed to their why and they have a deeper sense of purpose of why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, really understand why it is that you, you want to move forward with real estate. It's key. I was going to say, I know Jason only said two more questions, but what is your why? <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, I think in the in the long term, uh, for us, it's it's just being able to have the the financial freedom um, between the two of us to really kind of pick up and do whatever we want. <clears throat> you know, just, I I really really love my job today, and um, obviously feel very fortunate to to be in the position that we are. Um, you know, not, it's completely, I want it to be my, completely my choice of whether or not I continue working or not. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if it's the same 10 years from now with my job, then, you know, so be it. And if I ever reach a point where I'm not happy, it'd be nice to just be able to step away. Yeah. And I think too, we're both, we both are passionate about people. So on top of us reaching our, you know, financial freedom. I think also we have really enjoyed being able to share our journey and just to, in order to help others to get to where they want to be and meet their goals too. So that's another piece of our big why is to give back in that way. And if I can add one more thing too about what Chris said, cause he brought up a good point about focusing on your big goal and remembering your why, whenever you do that, what, what we've kind of learned is that it really does help you make those daily decisions and create habits that um, you'll end up just naturally doing that are based on your long-term goals. And so I think in today's world, especially for, you know, our generation, I think that sometimes we can focus so much on just the short term. And I think that that really kind of kills your, um, or not kills, but it, it gets us in trouble to being able to achieve the greater priority and what's truly important to us because we are such a immediate give it to me now type, you know? So I think that's a good point too, to mention. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey. If there are other people that want to share their journey with you or would like more information about your journey, what's the best way for others to contact you? Sure. So we would love to hear from anyone. And our email is the best way to get in touch with us. And it's Cranford Properties LLC at gmail.com. And Cranford is C-R-A-N-F as in Frank O-R-D. Awesome. Well, this has been absolutely incredible, Chris and Lauren. Thank you so very much. Enjoy your day there in China. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So this is the Real Estate Investing Foundation with Jason and Peely. Thank you again to Lauren and Chris for coming on. And so grateful for everyone out there who's been listening. Thank you so very much. Have a great day. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation Podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.